Live from KQED News, I'm Tara Seiler. California lawmakers are trying to push utilities like PG&E toward faster and more cost-effective wildfire safety improvements. KQED reporter Daniel Venton has more on this and other wildfire bills. The cost of burying power lines to increase wildfire safety is driving up consumers' bills. State Senator Bill Dodd from Napa is sponsoring legislation to encourage utilities to consider insulating lines instead, which is far cheaper and quicker. Mike Tunney is the executive director of the Utility Reform Network, a consumer advocacy group. Insulating overhead power lines is so much cheaper and so much faster and just as safe as burying them underground. Other proposed bills encourage better mitigation planning, roadside clearing, and studying health harms from smoke. I'm Danielle Venton, KQED News. San Jose officials say they've reached a deal with the owners of the city's flea market to maintain plans for a massive housing and office development at the site. The flea market owners were threatening to use a legal loophole to reduce a future development from around 3,400 units to just 940 homes, citing the cost of building. City Council Member David Cohen, who represents North San Jose, helped work out the deal to maintain plans for dense housing. Because it's next to a bar station, it's really important that we maximize the use of the property. In return for the owners dropping their downsizing plans, city officials will work to create a special tax district to pay for infrastructure improvements at the flea market site. Researchers at UCSF are launching a tissue bank to learn more about long COVID. They will analyze samples to determine whether lingering virus in the body is causing unusual symptoms. KQED health correspondent Leslie McClurg explains. Long COVID is shrouded in mystery. Tens of millions of Americans suffer from a wide array of symptoms, including debilitating fatigue, brain fog, and chest pain. But doctors don't know why. One theory is that pieces of the virus remain in the body long after an initial infection. These are called viral reservoirs. Michael Peluso is an infectious disease expert at UCSF who has been analyzing blood samples. What we found was that there were pieces of the virus that we didn't expect to be there months or even years after a person had COVID. The tissue bank will allow scientists to collect and study samples from the gut, lymph nodes, spinal fluid, and other parts of the body. The goal is to understand if and how viral fragments are wreaking havoc. Then can we offer people treatments that could potentially clear this reservoir and get them feeling better? For example, antivirals could be designed to do that. The end game of all of this is to try to come up with ways to treat people with long COVID and get them back to their regular state of health. Yet the science is in early stages, and the leftover virus might not be the problem. It's equally possible that all of this is just kind of fossilized junk that doesn't have any clinical consequences. Which is why Dr. Ziad Al-Ali, a clinical epidemiologist at Washington University in St. Louis, stresses the importance of pursuing other possibilities. So it's really unlikely that one thing is going to explain it all. For example, some researchers think the disorder could be driven by an imbalance in the gut or dysfunction in cells. Al-Ali says all theories should be pursued simultaneously because long COVID is a complex disorder affecting multiple systems of the body. He does think the tissue bank will offer key clues. It's very important, and kudos to them. I mean, it's a feat. The UCSF team hopes to have useful results by the end of the year. I'm Leslie McClurg, KQED News. And there's more online at kqed.org. I'm Tara Seiler.